need it then. Can I shoot this one? There's a blinding right there. Sure. Yeah, just turn it back. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's just bow our heads and we're just going to pray before, uh, before we open up the Bible together. So, God, I thank you that you are alive and moving here tonight. Father, I thank you that your word, the Bible, is active. And as such, it has the ability to cut and to, to adjust and to shape and to, to mold us, as we've sung tonight, from the inside out. God, I pray that you would speak. Father, even as I'm speaking, may, may we not hear me and my words, but God, may, may your word come to life tonight. May you whisper a thought or an idea as I'm speaking tonight. May you pull out what you want us to apply, and may you help us to take, have the courage to do that. For your glory, for your honor, in your name. Amen. Awesome. So we're going to continue, uh, we're continuing tonight in the series that we started last uh, gathering called What's in Your Cup? And it's kind of this idea that we're doing. We're, going, we're looking through Second uh, Peter, the letter that Peter wrote, and seven virtues that he wrote to the followers and to the believers uh, in that community. And so uh, the, these seven virtues are tied up in this, this passage, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, where it says this, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. There's these seven words, faith, Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. These seven virtues that Peter talks about having inside of us that shape and affect who we are as followers of Christ. We talked about two weeks ago, just kind of the basis of this. Faith is this underlying one. It's the foundation for all of the rest of these things. Faith is the one that works inside, and all of the rest of them are ones that work outside. We talked about uh, two weeks ago, faith being uh, not just a faith that we have and that we kind of accept, but it's this personal saving faith. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, it has the power to shift and adjust and change us, to transform us, and to shift us from the dark, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Literally with eternal ramifications. The kind of faith is a faith that describes, that requires both the grace of God and the exercise of our own human faith. God comes to us and he offers us grace. And as we step in faith, he transforms us. It's the foundation for all of this. We also talked two weeks about, about goodness. And we, we looked at the, the definition of the word goodness, if you remember that. And uh, the actual Greek, and the, the way the Greek kind of steps it out is this. The, the, the picture of goodness is, goodness is really about reflecting the likeness of our creator. So, in the Greek, that word goodness, what it actually meant was to basically live out what you were designed to do. And we talked about how we are designed to reflect God's likeness. Our Living out goodness is all about living out his likeness. Goodness, for all intents and purposes, is the functional side of faith. Faith is what uh, transforms us, and goodness is how we live it out. It's like the goal. 
But how does goodness happen? How do we take this, uh, this desire and this need to, to reflect Christ and to actually see that happen? Do we some, simply one day wake up and all of a sudden uh, we reflect God's image? Is that how it happens? Tim says yes, Andy said no. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You know, is there, is there this moment where everything just clicks and we become like him? What's the process for becoming more like Christ? How do we become conformed to the image of Christ? If faith is his foundation and goodness is the goal to be like Christ, to reflect Christ, how do we become like that? I think tonight we're going we're gonna to dig into that. Peter helps us with that answer in chapter 1, verse 6, where he says this. Uh, sorry. Five, verse 5. For this very reason, sorry, you got it? For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith knowledge. I think this makes sense. You know, if you're going to become some like, if you're going to become like someone, you have to know about them and you have to know them. This becoming like Christ starts with knowledge. And that's why knowledge needs to be added to goodness. Goodness is the goal and knowledge is how we get there. Which leads us into the, the second truth for tonight. If you want to become like Jesus, you must increase your knowledge of Jesus. But before we look at this, this idea of knowledge and, and what that looks like, I want to uh, re-emphasize tonight how important it is to have faith and goodness as the foundation of this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, we read these words. We know that we all possess knowledge and knowledge puffs up. Without faith as the foundation, without goodness as the goal, knowledge can become a pursuit all on its own. And there's a real danger in just going after knowledge. Mark Buchanan wrote in his, in his book, uh, Hidden in Plain Sight, he wrote these words. He said, knowledge wants to churn us into know-it-alls, to make us show-offs and blowhards and bullies. Those who know often want everyone else to know that they know. They showboat their intelligence and flaunt their pedantry. An unspoken but pervasive, pervasive assumption among many of us is to know more than others, is to be better than they are. Knowledge is desirable, but alone it's dangerous. The temptation is to use it as a weapon, a trophy, not a gift. Apart from goodness, knowledge is often wielded to humiliate, intimidate, or alienate others rather than for what God intended it to be. Anybody ever know one of those people that was just that smart and they just knew it? And they used that knowledge in a way that was sort of to, to kind of belittle and put down. And to, let me take that a step further. Anybody never know a Christian that was just that smart, that just knew the Bible so well? and They, they had all of that and they just could kind of walk over other people's faith using the word of God. I mean, not only do we know it in our own life experiences, but throughout history, there's so many examples of, of knowledge being misused in the church. 
in communities, in, in the way, uh, in the, through the Crusades, through all kinds of different points in history where this knowledge was used in a way and misused, let me say, in, in a wrong way. The foundation of knowledge has to be faith, the solid foundation in Christ alone. It has to be goodness, this desire, this goal to be, reflect the image of Christ. And then in that, we, take, we go after knowledge. Because knowledge in and of itself can lead to pride. It can lead to a skewed reality. An inflated sense of self-awareness. See, goodness detoxifies knowledge. Faith in goodness renders knowledge beneficial. It makes our knowledge make sense. It actually takes it and it makes it happen. There's a second danger just before we jump into what, how we can walk out and learn this knowledge. And we see this in James chapter 1, verse 22, 24. It says this, Do not merely listen to the word, or you know, in, in my words, accumulate Bible knowledge, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Apply the knowledge. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. The second danger is that we learn a whole bunch and we have gain a whole bunch of knowledge but we don't actually live it out. And, and I, I want to be real. This is something that I, am, I feel personally I'm still working out. As I've you know, been in church my whole life, there's constantly this challenge for me to not just know it, but to do it. And to be, you know, real and to be kind of put it out there who I am. It's a constant challenge for me to not just know it, but to do it. Maybe that's you as well. And that leads me into sort of the last thought before we just jump into this. The application of knowledge is equally important as the accumulation of knowledge. It's just as important to know how we're going to take that knowledge and apply it as it is to get it. See, knowledge is useful when it informs us and transforms us as it relates to knowing Christ and knowing how to live like Christ. That's why Peter said, add knowledge to your faith. Add knowledge to your goodness. We have to know why we're learning and what we're learning this for so we can live it out. So tonight, I'm just going to kind of wrap up with five quick thoughts of how we can grow, how we can grow in that knowledge of Christ, how we can become more like Christ. And there's five ways, uh, opportunities, I think, that are before us that we can use to add knowledge to our faith, add knowledge to our lives, fill up our cups, so to speak. And the first one is simply this, Scripture, the Bible. The Bible is our primary source of knowledge about God, about the heart, the character, the nature, and the personality of God. The Bible is this picture that we have, these wor- this word picture this story that shows us who God is. We can see through the man of Jesus Christ the, this incredible picture 
of who God is and how he knows us, loves us, cares about us, interacts with us, desires to interact with us. And it's this incredible thing that we have the opportunity to read and to see and to, to, to learn from. And, and unlike 500 years ago where it wasn't accessible and people didn't have it and you had to trust the priest to make sure that he was just telling you what it said, we all have access to it now. We all have one, most likely, you know, beside our bed and on our nightstand or underneath our pillow or wherever you keep your Bible. And, and we have this opportunity to read it and to grow and to know, and to, to know more about Christ. It's very difficult to reflect the image of God when we have no idea what God is like. And the scriptures paint that picture for us of who he is. In John chapter 1, the apostle wrote these words. He wrote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was God in the beginning. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus is the Word. And Jesus is discovered in the Word of God. If we want to become more like Christ, that goodness, we want to be to live that out, <clears throat> we must become more of the students of the Word. One of the cautions in this, I, I want to encourage as we read this and as we uh, study scripture I love it by the way as we study scripture uh, we have to be careful not to just do it to get more knowledge the whole point of this is to know Christ better right from the Old Testament right through to Revelation all of it points to Christ all of it is about Jesus and we need to read it with this eyes to see Christ. To know him better so that we can reflect him better. I think that's why Jesus spoke these words in John 5.39. He said, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. There's people that studied the scripture they knew what it said, but they weren't looking for Jesus. The whole point of this is to look for Jesus. The point of reading our Bibles is to know Christ. If we want to add knowledge to fill up our cups, the first thing is to get into the Word of God, to open up our Bibles and to read. The second opportunity that God makes available, I think, to add knowledge to our faith is worship. This chance to come together and, uh, and to honor God with our songs collectively. That's one part that we worship God. As a group, as we go out from here, everything that we do with our lives is a worship to God. The way we treat our neighbors, the way we work with coworkers, the way that we interact with our kids and our families, everything we do is an opportunity to worship and to honor God. Our finances, our resources, our time, 
our energy, our attitudes. And this is, worship is one of these things, it, you know, it's, because knowledge is not just about a principle or a precept, but it's, 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 it's discovered in Christ. And so worshiping him also helps us to know him. When we put Christ first in everything we're doing in all of life, it helps us to know Christ better. So what does that look like? What does it look like to put Christ first in everything we're doing? Any thoughts on that? What could that look like? Checking your motives. Sure. Checking your motives. Why am I doing this? Asking him to lead your day. And simple, simple thought like that. God, would, Christ, would you lead my day? I want to put you first. With my time, my actions, my activities. Would you lead my day, God? Changes the atmosphere. Yes. If it's, if it's not for us. Yeah. Only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's not just about me. It takes the focus off of me and puts it out on him. Absolutely. When we worship Christ, it takes our eyes off of us and it puts it on him. It takes our, off our motives and puts it on his. It takes it off what we want to do and says, Christ, what you want to do. Knowledge, adding knowledge, isn't just about knowing about Christ, but it's meeting him and knowing him. It's worshiping him. So I want to encourage you, you know, as we gather together, yes, singing songs and, and pouring our hearts out before God is one way that we can come and worship God. But it's not the only way. We worship God through everything that we do. Or we have the opportunity to worship God, I should say, through everything that we do. Truth is not just discovered in teaching. It's also discovered in tasting. This, this engaging Christ in worship in every part of our lives. In Psalm 34, 8, it says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Not just know about him, but engage Christ. Knowing him. Some of my favorite worship experiences didn't, didn't happen in church. It wasn't while we were singing songs. It was an opportunity to serve somebody. Whereas in just that God-led moment where you know that he's like, put that thought in your head and you're supposed to go do that and you go do it. And you're like, man, I'm worshiping Christ right now with my time or with my actions or with my motives. And it's like this crazy cool, like, God, you're real moments. You just know Christ. Not just about singing, but that's part of it too. The third way that we can come and we can add knowledge is through prayer. Communication is what makes intimacy happen in a relationship. There's got to be communication for intimacy to happen. If we want to reflect Christ, be more like Jesus in everything that we're doing, we have to talk to him and we need to listen to him. I want to encourage, I remember... Uh, years ago and man it was a lot of years that I lived under this sort of I'll say guilt where I felt like oh to be a good Christian and to be somebody who's a person of prayer means I need to go away for an hour and a half or two hours every day because that's what I'd heard really good pray pe prayer people do and they go into their closet and they pray really hard and listen really and I man I just like oh, I just can't do that I'm too ADD I like to move I 
And, and I'm in good counsel with a good friend of mine. He encouraged, like, Dave, you know, the Bible actually talks about just praying through your whole day. What could that look like for you? And I started this habit and this process of just going, okay, what does it look like just to pray through my whole day? While I'm sitting on a roof, swinging a hammer in my car, and, and just in these little moments, like, hey, God, what's going on today? What's going on right now? What do you want to say to me? Thanks for this. Oh, God, I was just with this guy. Would you, yeah, you heard what's going on. Would you reach into that moment, bless him, touch him? There's this cool opportunity that we have to engage Christ, to know him conversationally, intimately, in relationship with the real living God of the universe. That's something we actually have the opportunity to engage in. To know Christ, to add this knowledge of who he is. And then as we do and we get to know him better, to reflect that more. The fourth one, really quickly, I'm just going to wrap up. The fourth one is creation. The fourth way that we can add knowledge to our faith is through creation. You know, someone once said that, you can learn a lot about an artist by looking at his or her artwork. And I think that's true. You can learn a lot about God by looking at creation. I uh, was struck. Uh, Gary, you guys were out at the West Coast. You went out yesterday, watched the big surf and watching, you know, this huge storm watch that's going on right now. And it's kind of gotten popular. More people are doing it. There's this incredible opportunity where we see God in all of creation. I remember for me, one of the first times where uh, I remember being overwhelmed by God through creation. Um, I was 18 years old, and it was the first time I'd gone to Europe. I was going to Europe. And I remember flying over Greenland at sunrise. And so we're flying, you know, because you fly over it kind of into, into Europe. And so we're flying from Vancouver over Greenland. And I just remember the sun coming up over Greenland. And I was sitting at a window seat, and I just... I literally remember just absolutely being overwhelmed by the sense of who God was in that moment through creation, where I saw this incredible, stunning like picture unfold, this painting unfold before my eyes, and it gave me this incredible, overwhelming sense of who the painter was that made that. And I've had I, hundreds more of those experiences. But I remember that first time I was about 18 and just being, holy smokes, God, like, this is too much. You know, you're, you're incredible. You're an incredible God. We can add knowledge to our face, faith through creation. Psalm 19, verses 1 to 2 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. They speak to us about the glory of God. <laughs> Little stuff. The other night we were headed to bed. It's been a very wet week, as all of you know. And... Uh, we were headed to bed, and I said to Rob, I was like, holy smokes, there's two stars. <laughs> like, which felt weird, because I'm thinking, I'm sure it was raining out, but I can see stars, so it must be a little bit clear here. And I just, I, I, I stood at the window, 
she's already in bed. I'm like, man, I gotta like look at these stars for a minute because this is incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe a little bit of a Port Alberni God moment. But. <laughs> they speak day after day. They f- they pour forth speech about who God is. In Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 20, it says this. Paul wrote these words. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. It says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. Creation shows us who God is. We see it all around us. It's just too incredible to not see God. The fifth and the last one really quickly. Fifth way of adding knowledge to our faith, filling up these cups, growing on the inside in knowledge, (coughs) is in community. And it's in community that we work out our love and our knowledge of God in tangible ways. In relationships, in community, in life, in, in, our, in our house churches, uh, we learn more about God from each other. We learn to study together, to learn together, to discuss together, pray together, and our knowledge grows. Being part of a community is an incredible way to add knowledge to our faith. No single individual can possibly add knowledge to their faith independent of others. It's something that happens as we rub and shape and our, and our you know, iron sharpens iron alongside of each other. Scripture, worship, prayer, uh, creation, community. These are five opportunities that God gives us to add knowledge to our faith. My question simply tonight is this. Are you pursuing these things? Are you opening up the Bible? Are you engaging in all of life worship? Are you taking that moment through all of your day to pray and to talk to God and to listen to him, ask him to speak to us? As you live out, you know, out driving and doing whatever is going on, are, we, are you seeing God in creation and recognizing him and giving him glory for what you see? And are you living it out in community, engaging in, in our house churches and Bible studies and Um, and whatever other ways that kind of come available to to engage. Are you living that out? I want to encourage you. If we want to have lives that as they get shaken and life happens, the right stuff comes out, as that sort of what's in your cup kind of a picture, if, if we want to reflect the image of Christ, to live out what he's called us to, I want to encourage you to add to your faith knowledge, to engage the word, to worship him like crazy, all of life, to spend time praying, to, to see God in all of creation, and to engage community like most of you are doing. the end of our lives, the knowledge that you add to your faith is going to outlive many of the things that we may be valuing 
far too highly and pursuing far too aggressively. This knowledge that we have and can add has incredible potential. Jeremiah said it this way as I close tonight. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful boast in their power or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me. May our full pursuit be to become more like Christ. To reflect the image of Christ in all of life. And the way we get there is by adding knowledge to our faith. Scripture, creation, community, prayer, worship. Not in that order. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. Let's close. Christ, once again, we come before you our living God. And we recognize that all of this starts with faith. The foundation for this is a faith where we invite you, Jesus, to come and to live in our lives. And so tonight even, we just take that a pause moment. And I just want to invite, if there's anybody here that has not had or taken that opportunity ask Jesus to come and to be a part of your life just right now even in this moment to say something like this Jesus thank you for loving me even though I didn't know you I don't know about you everything yet thank you for loving me so much that you came and that you died for me that you made a way so that I could come back into relationship with God. Thank you. Would you come and live in me and transform me from the inside out as we sung tonight? And for many of us who have made that decision already to invite Christ to come live in our hearts, my prayer is simply this thing, that God, as we have that goal, that goodness, what it means to live out goodness, to become more like Christ, to be a reflection of the image of Christ, would we add knowledge? Christ, would we, become, would we get to know you more? Help us to get to know you more. Even as, as I've been talking tonight, maybe if there's one area, so there's five I talked about, if there's one area that sort of jumps out, would you bring that to our minds right now? And then even as you bring that to our mind, Father, we, we come before you right now and we commit to lean into whether that's prayer or into reading the word or into just seeing you in creation or community or whatever. And may we to, to desire to grow in knowledge more, commit to grow in that area so that we'll see you more and reflect you more. Thank you that we don't do this on your own. It's your Holy Spirit in us, empowering us. Thanks, God. In your name. Amen. One of the things that I love to do.
as we just kind of wrap up really brief, really quickly, is uh, just kind of open up any th thoughts or questions or um, challenge for anything that's been spoken here tonight. Um, anything that jumps out? Was there a question or a, a thought, something that was sort of struck as we were talking, as I was talking tonight? And no pressure if there's not. So. Maybe when you said like people go in the closet and pray like that, like that's yeah. kind of what I'm like. I'm like, oh, I need time to go in my room and to sure. do that, but I never get it. Like you just mm. don't get to it. So sure. to bring that idea that it can be any time, sure, no matter where you are. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it can be any time anywhere. Cool. So yeah. That's right on. I learned, so. Super cool. Right on. And not to neglect that that focus time is still highly. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I still think it's awesome people that can do that. I just struggle with it. I just, I, it hasn't worked for me yet. So, no, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there are times where that happens, but it's not my everyday part. Yeah. That's. But when you feel that burden of, I yes. haven't done it, and I yeah. can't get to it, yes. and you feel yes. like, yeah, you Yeah, I can relate very strongly. Yeah, totally. It was a freeing moment for me as well when I first got told that. Any other thoughts or something jumped out? Yeah. Can, you, can you share those notes somehow? The notes? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. PowerPoint slides, actually. I, I can, it's, it's a full script, so sure. Word for word. Not that no, I got no, it no, word I for word. Summary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I can share it through, sure. For sure, Arnie. Absolutely. Anybody else? Thoughts? Questions? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool, Katrina. I really appreciate it. And that, I mean, so many times that you, you walk away from a knowledge sermon thinking, oh, I, I just don't understand. I'm so mm. far away. But to know that it's it's all, it's the whole encompassing of your life to really just get to know. And yep. that's the, that's what, like, you know, I think maybe I, I looked at it wrong before that knowledge is this head knowledge of gaining it. And, sure. And, not knowing that at this at that all the time I have been learning of Christ just mm -hmm. not the way I guess I had seen the picture of it. Right? Sure. So it's nice to kind of oh, that's, that's the whole point is yeah, to reflect is Christ. To, is to know Christ. So it's to know Christ so you can reflect Christ. Christ. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Gary. Yeah. Get on. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for uh, listening and uh, for coming out. Have a great week. <laughs> One more. Yeah. Okay. We're finished. Well, yeah. You can send me this stuff too, because I don't.